Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. NFL Trend Zone. I am your host, Dustin Baker, here with Wes Johnson and Jason Bolin and Cody from Texas. And we got a Browns fan in the house tonight. We're going to go through a mock draft, the first round. It's that time of the year. So we're going to hit you with one through 32, the picks. We'll go down the line, team by team, see what we come up with. That is on the docket. Hopefully, you will enjoy the content. Foremost, however, per usual, per usual, excuse me, we're going to talk about betonline.ag. That's our sponsor, and they have prop bets right now. That's shaken down on NCAA tournaments in the rear view. You can also bet on NFL props in the future for the regular season and whatnot. Head on over to betonline.ag on your desktop or mobile device and sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Just use this promo code BLEAV, 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 to get started. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the updated odds and info along with player props and new contests throughout the year. It's the best source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and everybody's favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so join today. Learn why everybody is saying bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager in all of your sports. Bet online, where the game starts. This is the mock draft edition of NFL Trend Zone. We did one of these last year with a panel about this size. I can't remember if we did multiple rounds, but this round, this year we're focusing on the first round because that's what puts all the butts in the seats. And we got a panel of four, and we got one dude for color commentary. That is Jason. He's from South Dakota. He's going to chime in some of his thoughts when he sees fit or otherwise listen for the most part. But because this is an extensive process going through 32 picks, we are going to get crack a lacking. And the first pick goes to TJ, who lives in Alabama, by the way, of Ohio. Sir, you are on the clock for your pick on behalf of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, Jacksonville Jaguars, we're going with Evan Neal. Of Alabama, I feel like the Jaguars trying to build the offense around Trevor Lawrence and the time is now if they want him to be the quarterback of the future. So I'm going with Evan Neal, left tackle. All right, so he is going to – so do you have Alabama bias here, sir, or do you – what's the deal? You sure what? Do you have any – is this because he's he's the state from which you live in? You know him pretty well in terms of his tape, or you just you just think this is the best need for the Jags? This is just the best need for the Jags if they, if they want to build their offense around Trevor Lawrence. Amen. Amen. All Good. right. That that puts me up and I can't leave Hutchinson on the board. I would be considered derelict if I did that. So I'm going to go a home state connection, uh, Michigan edge rusher, Aiden Hutchinson to the Detroit Lions who have, I don't know if I'd say tons of roster needs like the Texans, but they've got a few and this will give them the opportunity to be more aggressive in rushing the passer. And they're already a hungry squad as is. So I think Hutchinson fits the, the, uh, the billboard here. So Hutchinson passed on by the Jacksonville Jaguars goes number two to the Detroit lions. Is this the guy that wasn't the guy that got hurt? Was it Hutchinson? Yeah. Did he, did he get hurt? Cody? No. Uh, no, we're th- thinking about David, was it o- Ojabo? Oh, yeah. From yeah, Michigan. Yeah, yeah Ojabo, yeah. unless one of you guys gets freaky, he won't go off the board tonight. Yeah. All right. So that is, we're moving right along. 
uh, West Johnson out San Francisco. <laughs> I think you're using the same simulator as me. Uh, PFS, it says team needs every position. <laughs> it, it should say yeah. every goddamn position. That's what there's just tons of needs. The Texans, they can choose from Hamilton, Stingley, Thibodeau, Cross. What do you got? Yeah, for the Texans, they have needs, like you said, all across the board. Um, surprisingly, their office tackle position is pretty solidified. Uh, I think they're happy with Davis Mills, or at least want to kick the tires on him again going into the season. Uh, they do need help on the uh, inside O-line, but nobody at this position would be... Um, or would make sense for that. They do have two picks in the first round. Um, so I'm going to go best player available uh, with Hutchinson off the board at edge, which was a need. I will go with sauce Gardner. Oh my goodness. Okay. So you're already upsetting the evening. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So sauce goes number three to the Texans leaving Hamilton on the board, Stingley. Speaking of Davis Mills, Cody, you probably saw this. There was the stat circulated from somebody, PFF, that talked about uh, deep ball passer rating proficiency last year. And it was like mm -hmm. Davis Mills, Kirk Cousins, and Patrick Mahomes. And I was like, and then Viking fans retweeting it. I was like, you're really going to retweet that when it has Davis Mills as the top dog here? It's mm -hmm. instant magnet for savagery if a stat shows Davis Mills is the top guy. People That's exactly what the Kirk haters were wanting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, i saw that and i was like oh boy even i wouldn't have the nuts to tweet that one yeah yeah the, well the kirk haters would say see i told you he wasn't any good and they, they'd completely ignore that he was ahead of Mahomes too <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah they would they would say that this stat is trash uh, because it has mills in it but the the it, it appears uh, i mean the draft will tell us so that indeed the texans are going to give this another world davis mills uh, who was selected in the third round last year. Um, that brings us, let me get back on the board to the New York Jets. TJ, you are up, kind sir. Uh, uh, no, no yeah, oh, that's me, uh, actually. Oh, no, up, no, yes. Yeah, yeah, we, we knew this was going to happen. That didn't take long. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it, yeah, and it's going to happen <laughs> multiple times. Uh, Cody, I skipped over you. Uh, make get Get revenge on me, good sir, and tell me who the Jets take at number four. If I'm the Jets, I'm kind of disappointed both Evan Neal and Ahmad Gardner are off right here, but I definitely got to go for offensive tackle, and I'm going to get Akeem Ikwanu from North Carolina State. Ooh, okay. uh, I think that pair him with that massive left tackle they got, Mekki Becton. Uh, what was it, last year or the year before that? Mm -hmm. yeah. But uh, this guy last year was the single most dominant run-blocking tackle in the country. I uh, think that you pair that up there in New York, hopefully get their quarterback to stay healthy for a whole season and actually see what they get to get out of them. And then they still got pick 10 coming up. So they do indeed onto the giants. Yeah. The, uh, the jets always seem to have high draft capital, whether they do anything with it, this remains to be seen, but they, according to Cody in Texas are fortifying the trenches for the sophomore Zach Wilson, which now alas brings us to TJ for the other New York team, the Giants, what do you got? Giants is like the Jets, they're an unpredictable team. But if I was there, why go Kyle Hamilton, Notre Dame safety? Kyle think, Hamilton, nice. I feel like the Giants really need – I just think they just need somebody on defense. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so no, there's no other way around it. And uh, some – I mean, on this PFF big board alone, Hamilton was number two. 
So a case could be made that he should have went to the Lions that I selected for, but uh, he fell a little bit. And TJ has Kyle Hamilton to the Giants, which, oh boy, um, brings me to, right, yeah, to the Panthers. And this feels like a Charles Cross or they start the quarterback wave. And I don't know if it would be a wave, but I just, I don't know if they're going to, I don't know if Garoppolo will go there. They already said, I think they said they don't want a piece of Baker or he didn't want them. Well, I think that I will put some sizzle in this and I will go Malik Willis here to the Panthers who have tried over and over quarterback for what three seasons Bridgewater Darnold I'm gonna try again and I will go Malik Willis here to upset things a little bit which brings right. us to Wes I don't know if that threw a wrench into things but now you got the the, the Giants as Jerry Jones calls them we got the Giants uh, Giants have needs on defense and on uh, offense specifically on the offensive line um, with them taking Hamilton at pick five, uh, uh, playmaking safety for the defense. Uh, this time around, they come back to the offensive line. Uh, they will go with Charles Cross from Mississippi State. Excellent. Yeah, they uh, – <laughs> well, wait a second here. Didn't – How's uh, the video going? No, they got Kyle Hamilton. Okay. I didn't interrupt yeah. you again. No. All right. Cross goes to the Giants, correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. All right. Sorry. I, I got it twisted that perhaps there was two tackles going to the Giants. And I want to know if that made sense, but no, that was me. Uh, correct. So we are on the board with the Falcons and that is Cody Falcons at number eight. Good, sir. So the Falcons, uh, surprisingly, on uh, this mock draft simulator, wide receiver is not listed as a need. <laughs> but to me, that is the biggest need that uh, that they have. Uh, for So I'm giving them Garrett Wilson. For the record, Drake London is my favorite receiver in the draft. But Garrett Wilson is the guy who's ready to step in and potentially go get offensive rookie of the year in his first season. He's game ready, ready to put in and throw it to him as many times as you can, at least with him compared to those other receivers that got out there. What do you say? To, what do you say to some of the, the naysayers? Cause I've operated under the pretense that he's the safest for stardom. And then of course, some chirps back they're like, Oh no, you're not going to do it. And I'm like, why? Uh, I think he's the best at creating separation through technique. Uh, whereas the other receivers in this class, more so rely on their physical traits. Um, but for me, that says that he's a good route runner and can understand how to go open. And uh, only having Kyle Pitts over there, that's mm-hmm. really what they need, yeah, in my it's, opinion. It's certifiably hilarious that this PFF mock simulator doesn't have a wide receiver as a need. Yeah, I think the number <laughs> one is uh, like Olivier Zachamidas or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like they uh, they made this when, like four, three years ago or something. Like this team needs thing, like they forgot. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so we have Garrett Wilson by my count, the first wide receiver off the board at number eight, which brings us back to the top with TJ and the Seahawks. What do you got? 
with the Seahawks, I think they're gonna play it safe and go Macarrow from Ole Miss. They go, mm-hmm. I think Pete Pete Carroll gonna try to stay with the running style a play action quarterback. So I think he's gonna go Macarrow. Oh wow, okay, very nice. Oh, I gotta find him on here. Hold on. There we go. All right. So yeah, they uh, according to draft positioning of Pro Football Focus, they're going to stretch and start this or continue this quarterback trend, push Drew Locke to the limit like he's uh, used to competition out in Denver already, and that would mean that Corral and Locke will battle it out, perhaps with DK Metcalf on the team, perhaps not, for the QB one job of Seattle in 2022. Um, after TJ is me, and that is the Jets. Well, what do I want to do here? My goodness. Uh, if this is the board, what they already take? Let me go find it. Um, Jets it's already a- took the tackle. Yeah. yeah, and I hate to do this to myself because I'm a Viking fan, but I take Stingley Jr. here to the Jets for the realism. Um, <clears throat> after his freshman season at LSU, he could have been considered the best player on the team that had Justin Jefferson on it. And then uh, with some injuries and uh, the COVID year, I wouldn't say a stock tumbled, but it isn't quite as high as it could have been at its apex. But nevertheless, uh, PFF calls him the third best player after today's showing in this pool. So I don't think he can fall any further, although I would love it, preferably to the number 12 spot. Uh, but let's go Stingley to the Jets at number 10. What uh, brings us to Washington and my man, Wes. Yeah, if the board falls this way uh, with a few of the top uh, edge rushers still on the boards, I think this would be a, a prime trade down spot for uh, Washington um, as they don't have a need for edge. Uh, they could use a corner, uh, but since we're not doing trades in this draft, I will go with one of their other needs. Uh, I think they could use a really, really good wide receiver, uh, somebody that takes up space on the outside. So uh, this would be the spot for my guy at SC, Drake London. I knew as soon as you said good spot for wide receiver, what was going (laughs) (laughs) and and rightfully so. So he pairs with um, McLaurin and, uh, what's the other dude out there? Uh, Deami Brown. Yeah, that's the one. Yep. Curtis yeah. Samuel. Yep, yeah, Samuel. Curtis I just kind of wrote off, although that was probably premature, but yes. All right, so yeah, that wouldn't be half bad for the uh, third installment of Carson Wentz. <laughs> and then, my goodness, uh, Cody, that brings you to everybody's favorite team, the Minnesota Vikings, and I think I know what you're going to do here. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. I think that actually... I would be happy with a Jermaine Johnson, a Trent McDuffie, or a Jamison Williams. That's what I'm preparing m- myself for mm-hmm. in the actual draft. Mm-hmm. But on this theoretical situation, Kayvon Thibodeau, <laughs> Thibodeau <laughs> is still there. We are running that selection up there. It's going to be the best pick in the entire draft. At number 12 overall, this guy could go. He could actually go number two overall. So I'm super excited to see him fall all the way down to 12. It's a steal. Yeah. yeah this is funny because I've had people email me uh, to vikingsterritory.com about the realism about him falling. And I've told them like, nope, he ain't falling. And then no way. <laughs> and, and for the record, everybody wants, everybody wants Derek from LSU 
Um, and no way sauce is going to fall to us. I don't think that we're going to get singly from LSU. I don't think there's a chance. I think he could go to the giants or the jets and they both pick twice ahead of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a very, valid and, point. But, I mean, Trent McDuffie is amazing. The only knock he has is his size. Um, like I said, Jermaine Johnson would be awesome as, as well. Uh, you know, you don't really know how reliable our two edge rushers are. And then Jamison Williams. I mean, that guy could really be turning it on about the time that Adam Thielen's ready to move on. And yeah. that would definitely pay off in the future. How are the how are the Jets and the Giants still amassing this many picks? What trades are those from? The Beckham trade? No, that's from the uh, um, Jamal Prez. Adams. Yeah, Prez trade. Jamal Adams. Seattle oh. traded two first round picks for a safety. That's and right. The Giants, and the Giants is from the Justin Fields trade last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. So we're more than happy to give these picks to the Giants instead of the Bears. Just getting that out there in the. <laughs> I, think, I think if we have two QBs picked before pick 12 in the draft, we're going to get any of those three players I listed for sure. For sure. And our pick of the litter. Yeah. You guys are in a great spot. Yeah. Uh, unsurprisingly, we spent a lot of time on the Vikings pick, especially because since it was uh, Thibodeau. So that is apropos. Uh, TJ, you are up number 13 with the Texans, which I believe was the Browns pick before, and that is your team, correct? Yes. I, um, the, um, the Texans got this trade when the Browns acquired uh, Deshaun Watson. And the Texans rebuild mode. They are from Mario Williams to J.J. White to Javion Clowney. Somebody have to go to Jermaine Johnson, Florida State. Ooh. And he went yeah. to the same high school as me, Eden Prairie High School. Because Texans have a history. Every time they are rebuild mode, they already start with a, de- a defense alignment player. Somebody go Jermaine Johnson. Yeah. All right. So you know, you- I never noticed that before, really. But you're absolutely right there. They do. Yeah, they yeah. they nailed it. Well, Mario Williams, Mario Williams is pretty good. DJ Watt or TJ Watt was he? JJ Watt was even uh, <laughs> was even was even better. Uh, and then yeah, they're going to evidently. Go with Jermaine here at number 13, which brings us to a team who usually drafts defenders, uh, the Ravens. And is that Wes on the order? No, that's, no, that's me. you. No, that is me. Uh, here we go. So I have the Ravens and I'm going to, now that I've said that out loud, I've got to pick a defender, but is it going to be probably... Oh, man. It kind of comes down to whether or not the Purdue edge... Carlaftis, or if they, I don't know. You know what? I'm going to go against my own grain here because we've bitched about them wanting wide receivers for too long. And I'm going to give this Jameis Williams to the Ravens at number 16. So I don't have to hear about them being wide receiver deficient anymore. Locking it in. Boom. Wes, you are up with the Eagles who got this from the Dolphins. Yeah. And this is the first of two picks for the Eagles. Um, I think they are primed to trade up if they want to um, without sacrificing both of the first round picks. Uh, If the board falls the way they need, uh, they have quite a few needs on defense. Uh, They could probably use another wide receiver. Um, For this one, I'm going to go with the first defensive tackle. We're going to go with Jordan Davis from Georgia. Uh, he will help mold under 
Fletcher Cox to eventually take over for him whenever he hangs up the cleats. That's a big dude. Yeah, that's a fast <laughs> dude as well. Yeah. All right. So Jordan Davis, the freakish one, goes to Philadelphia. And that gives us the 16th, the midpoint of the 2022 NFL draft. New Orleans Saints, by the way, of the Colts. And that is Cody's pick. And they evidently, as you see on your big board, good sir, the they need a quarterback, wide receiver, and a tackle. So right here, I definitely think they're moving up for a quarterback and a tackle. And the way the board is falling, I got about two tackles left to take in the first round. And maybe three quarterbacks. So I'm going to give them a tackle. Uh, let's just give them the best pass or uh, pass protector. That's going to be Ryman. Ooh. Bernard Ryman for left tackle. They had Taron Armstead. He went over to Miami and they just got a hole over there at left tackle. So I definitely think that's going to be something they're moving up to kind of just plug and play a pass protector over there, uh, especially as Jameis is coming back from that ACL injury. Amen. Yeah. Armstead went to the Dolphins and the Dolphins had a robust offseason trying to contend. Evidently, now is the time they want to do it. And so Cody has them replacing that with Central Michigan's Bernard Ryman. And that leads us to 17. TJ is back with the Chargers who need a tackle. Um, and I think their guy might be here, but let's see what you got. Who do you got for the Chargers, TJ? The Chargers have a known history of picking big receivers. Some will go to Traylon Burks, wide receiver at Arkansas, 6'3", mm. 225. Okay. The Chargers need another big receiver to pay with Mike Williams. They just always have a history of getting big receivers. Yeah. Yeah, I was on mute, but I was just clapping my hands. That would be great for <laughs> to go to. I would love to see him go to L.A. Yeah. All right, yeah. so to the Eagles, and that is me, and they previously picked Jordan Davis. That was Wes's selection. And they are staring at a big board that has notably – Trayvon Walker, Trent Duffy, George Carlaftis, if I said that right. And their team needs, evidently, our linebacker and defensive back. So with these Eagles, I am going to stop the madness because PFF has McDuffie as the eighth best player in this draft. So I'm going to plop him onto the Eagles at number 18. Trent McDuffie from the University of Washington. Which brings us, this is like uh, just every other pick, the New Orleans Saints. They are up, and Wes is the pick. All right, so the Saints, they they probably need a quarterback. I don't know how invested they are in Jameis Winston. Um, he did show some flashes before uh, getting injured. They did trade next year's first-round pick uh, with Philadelphia uh, for this current selection i just don't know if they they wind up going quarterback here i, I think they're going to try and ride it out with uh Jameis for at least a year or two and and see what what it brings um they picked a, a tackle with their last pick so i'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball uh we will go with um another Defensive tackle will go Devontae Wyatt from Georgia. You thought uh, Pickett was too much of a reach here? 
I thought Pickett was too much of a reach. Uh, I could have gone edge, but they don't really have a need for edge. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, teams can never have enough edges. The the more you can rush the rush the passer, the better. But uh, I think at this point, um, they just they beef up that defensive line. All right, that is the Saints at number 19, which brings us to the Steelers, who are trying the Grand Trubisky experiment. After a year off of starting duties, playing QB2 with the Buffalo Bills, he now tracks to Pittsburgh to either be a, a bridge quarterback or a reclamation project. Cody, do you have them picking quarterback, or do, are they going to go with best player available? Something in between. Are going to go with? The best player available. Okay. Uh, I like them to take a tackle either in Trevor Penning or trying to remember that guard's name, uh, Zeon Johnson. I like both of them in this range. Okay. Uh, Pittsburgh's offensive line, uh, it's no secret, was really bad last year. Uh, Najee Harris did great for fantasy, but I think he averaged pretty low yards per carry. Uh, for the record, I was really hoping that Sam Howell was going to go to the Saints at pick 19. I would love to see that. Um, I think that if somehow Malik Willis is down here at pick 20 for the Steelers, they'll take that. But I feel like the Steelers are just smarter than to take uh, a quarterback late in a week draft class. I think they're more likely to take one next year and somehow magically get to eight and eight and better again with Trubisky this next year. So if they can do it with Mason them. Rudolph. They can do it with Trubisky. Yep. And I will have them take offensive tackle since that is more valuable. And that is going to be Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. All right. The Steelers trenches get deeper and we get deeper and in this mock draft. Go ahead. He's six foot seven, 321 pounds. Makes <laughs> me think of Max Starks from back in the day. I don't know if y'all remember him. Um, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. All right, 21, New England Patriots, who we always falsely say are master draft acumen-type dudes. They're usually not, but they ended up making it work with Belichick and Brady. Uh, regardless, at 21, TJ, who do you have for the Patriots? There's no secret that Belichick defense used to be great, but now they are old and have retired, and it's just a – Trade the Stefan Gilbert to the Patriots. I think they need to work on their secondary and not worry about Mac Jones and the offense too much. So I'm going to go with Ahmed Gardner, uh, Cincinnati. No, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. He went, yeah, he went three, mm-hmm. uh, number three overall. All right, well, I'm going to go with the second best corner, <laughs> which is. Probably have to be. I'm going to go with Andrew Booth Jr., uh, Clemson. Yeah, okay, excellent. All right. All right. Booth to the Patriots, which leaves Dustin with the Packers. And he has to ask himself, does he want to sabotage this draft or does he want to (laughs) uh, do the upstanding citizen thing? And I think just for the realism of the show, that's probably why. So I will go wide receiver, a glaring need after the Devonta Adams trade. And I don't, is this Olave or Olave? How do we say this last name, Mm. Cody? Honestly, I don't know. I think it's Olave. Olave. Chris Olave. Every time I see it, I don't know if it's Olave or Olave, but I'm going to take him reluctantly for the Packers because <clears throat> I hope they just ignore it like they usually they do. Would, 
they would never do that. Never in the fifth <laughs> round. And he becomes a uh, player with a big giant G on his yellow helmet. Let's go, Chris Olave, Ohio State, Green Bay Packers, number 23. Wes is up with the Cardinals at 24. That would be a nightmare. <laughs> um, think Stefan Diggs with Olave. Or, um, yeah, that would be a nightmare. Uh, 23, we got the Arizona Cardinals. Um, they have needs on both sides of the ball. Uh, defensive back was a need for them last year. I don't see them going defensive back this early. Their offensive line is a mess. Um, at this point, they take uh, best player available along the offensive line. I will go Tyler Linderbaum, center. That's another one. I think because he uh, – was he from was it Iowa? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Vikings territory readers always ask me about him, and I'm like, enough drafting interior offensive linemen. We <laughs> we can just do that in the third round like the rest of the world here, people. Um, <laughs> but I understand it. The offensive line, especially the middle part for the Vikings, has sucked for 10 years for pass protection. Um, so that is off the board. That is Tyler Linderbaum, a center from Iowa to the Cardinals at number 23. Brings us to Cody with his home state Cowboys at number 24. What say you? So I had the Cowboys over here already written down Zion Johnson on the card. Ooh. And then they saw Trayvon Walker was still on the board. Ran back, put that in. <laughs> like a real general manager. Gone. He should have been gone at least at least 17 picks ago, I feel like. Uh, Trevon Walker, Edge from Georgia, stacked team last year, but he's six foot five, 275. He can drop inside. He can rush on the outside. And he's going to be way better in the pros as he, than he was in college. Locking it in? Locking it in. All right, Trayvon Walker becomes a Dallas Cowboy. That is the 25th pick. We are at the Tennessee Titans, TJ in Alabama. What do you have for Mike Mike Vrabel's team? What? Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. Oh, did I skip the Bills? I did. Bills. 25. 25, TJ. TJ with the Bills. Bills going. I'm going to have to go on wide receiver. But the Bills, one of the teams, they always get weird players, but they always end up being good. So <laughs> I'm going to go weird also. Did, did y'all pick up Chris Ola? Ola? Yeah, I had yes. him for the Packers about five minutes ago. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go with – they always get up north receivers. So I'm going to go with Johan Dawson from Penn State. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Where is he? That, that guy is super underrated. I yeah. think that he's going to surprise people with how high he goes. Yeah, he's a tiny player. The Bills will pick up like one of them underrated, yeah. but they good players. But they the Bills make them be good. And I Where is he from? Penn State. Penn State. Ooh, I gotta find him. What's and his... he know? I think I missed him. Should have been the second receiver on your DOT SON Dotson. Okay. And because he he played in the snow before, he'll make it in Buffalo. Yeah. All right. So sorry about that on uh, skipping, jumping. I was like, I must have been thinking about my picks consciously, which is the Tennessee Titans. And they are 26th. I am going to go with George Karlaftis, edge rusher Purdue, because he's mm. he's tumbled a little bit per PFF board. And I think this could work in Tennessee. So lock in the Purdue Boilermaker for the Titans. 
West, you've got the Buccaneers who were instantly rejuvenated when Brady said, I'm coming back. And uh, looks like they apparently need offensive line help. But what say you? Yeah, I think with um, was it Ali Marpet retiring, they could mm-hmm. use some help along the offensive line. Um, I think this is a, a good spot to to pluck Cody's guy, Zion Johnson. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The rip. <laughs> <laughs> I already had him pulled up for the Packers. <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that is. All right, so uh, you have to take your eraser out, sir, and use it because he's off the board, and now you are in the spot that I was in not long ago, figuring out if you should do the smart thing, the righteous thing for Green Bay, or do some sort of sabotage. What do you got for the Packers? I think they like Kenny Pickett. (laughs) 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 Anyways. (laughs) Uh, As much as I would like to sabotage them, and Devin Lloyd is starting to look more attractive as the picks go on. I'm giving them Boye Mafe. Oh no, you're doing it. Oh God. All right. Can't like, can't like him anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I think that uh, they were talking about releasing Preston Smith because his contract's too big. And then you got Rashawn Gary over there on the other side. Both of them have been in and out of the lineup. So I think that now that they've lost their three pass rusher rotation, they might jump in at the end of that first round and snag them one of those pass, r- pass rushers. And Boye is the best one left on the board since uh, that other guy towards Achilles, Ojabo. Yeah. All right, so the Packers take a gopher, uh, which is criminal, uh, because for those of us that went to the University of Minnesota, he is the enemy now. Evidently, um, that brings us to TJ and your final pick of the evening. That goes to the Chiefs, who have back-to-back picks. What do you got, TJ, for number twenty-nine? I think the Chiefs are finally realizing they need to upgrade their defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they finally realize after this um, playoffs. So I'm gonna have to go with Devin Lloyd, the best linebacker. There you go. They need the Chiefs are, for the past decade just. They they don't know how to build their defense, but I think they finally realize like we need to start developing players. So they're about to go with the best defensive players. So I'm gonna pick Devin Lloyd. What y'all think? Oh, and that checks yeah. out. Uh, on this show last week when we were that week before when we were talking about the Tyree Kill trade, I have a uh, former coworker who is a diehard Chiefs fanatic, and about five months ago. He's like, I hate to say this out loud, but I wish they would trade Tyreek Hill and build out the defense because he said Tyreek's going to want a lot of money here soon and Mahomes can probably lead an offense without him. And so what you just picked uh, followed along with that theory from a Chiefs dieharder because this would be the spirit of getting rid of Hill for draft picks, players on rookie contracts. And if you want to balance a Super Bowl contending team on offense, which is always going to be relevant, led by Patrick Mahomes, then you fortify him with dudes uh, like you just did in Devin Lloyd. And like I'm about to do with Elam, the cornerback from Florida. Kyer Elam is the 30th pick for the Chiefs. They have back-to-back selections. I'm locking that one in. And we're down to the Super Bowl runner-up Cincinnati Bengals, who have the 31st pick. And that is Wes. What you got for the Bengals, who have, uh, in a Chiefsian way, rebuilt their offensive line in about one month? This Ohio team, Wes, come on. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people might think that they they might go offensive line here. I, I think they did enough in free agency mm-hmm. to address the deficiencies they had. Um, you saw it in the in the Super Bowl. Uh, Eli Apple was getting torched consistently. Um, the the Bengals aren't happy. Elam went to the Chiefs here, um, but they'll they'll go with the the next available, which will be Roger McCreary from Auburn. Goodness. Okay. So he was supposed to be on everybody's Vikings second round mock drafts. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> hey, <laughs> next on the board. They yep. they need help in the in the secondary. And uh with it being a pass in the league, with uh the Bengals having such a dynamic offense, uh they're gonna be putting up points. They need to also help keep points off the board. And you do that by uh protecting the back end. Oh, I, I, I agree. I just, I I've seen so many Vikings mock drafts that for those that believe we can skimp on corner and get something special like Garrett Wilson or Jordan Davis, they usually hedge that with McCreary in second round. So Hmm. I was giving you some, uh, flack. (laughs) I thought you guys had a good one. The other, other year though, with, uh, what's his name? They got in some trouble. Gladney. Gladney, yeah. Um, yeah. He had a decent first year. He was scrappy as hell. He played like a safety, um, but then it was all for nil because he got in trouble in Cody's neck of the woods. And then the Vikings didn't want anything to do with the PR once it uh, kind of came out at the time that the charges seemed credible. And then, what, a month ago, he was cleared of all wrongdoing when now he's playing with the Cardinals. So Yeah, because, I mean, even this time of the year, this time of year before he was drafted, I mean, oh, he, yeah. was, he was pretty coveted. So, I mean, it's yeah, remember, we, remember we were making fun of his name. Oh, yeah, 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 because it sounded just like some some nerd, like Jeff Gladney. Yeah, yeah you we know, put him in the same ca- category as Lloyd Lloyd Cushenberry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, like terrible football names. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we should do that next week too. Run down all the cool draft names that come out because. Doggone it, we're getting there. Um, yeah. All right, so taking us off air, Cody, at the last pick in the draft, you have the uh, the lovable Detroit Lions. Um, do you have them taking a stab at a quarterback here, knowing damn well that paying an expensive Jared Goff is not going to last forever, or do they just team build and gear up for next year's quarterback draft? Come on, Cody. <laughs> and it's I have actually never really thought of it, but Sam Howell is a lion. Um, I'm torn between that. Are, do, are you doing this Howell stuff because you're making fun of it, that he's not going to be any good, or do you actually like him? Uh, I actually like Howell. For okay. the record, I think Kenny Pickett is, at best, the fourth-best quarterback in this class. I think you take Kenny Pickett, you're trying to get you a Jared Goff on the cheap. Mm. Uh, Sam Howell, though, he, he definitely has some rushing upside there. Um, Yeah, I got to give him Sam Howell. Uh, the other person I was thinking about was Sky Moore. Uh, he's a converted corner. He has a great feel for the game. It's going to be another receiver that we're going to be surprised how high he goes. But uh, super soft hands, crisp routes. I mean, that guy's awesome. But I'm going to go ahead and give them a quarterback because that 32 spot, you love to see a team take a quarterback there with that extra fit yeah. here. Amen. Well, that that does it. Why don't you, let's see, uh, a snap reaction there, Wes, when you look at our, you scroll up here, look at our board. Is there anything that is weird or surprising besides uh, Thibodeau to Vikings? Because that's obvious that that's weird. And we didn't, we didn't even sabotage it that way. I think uh, 
Trayvon Walker falling as far as he did is surprising. Same with mm-hmm. Thibodeau. Um, and George Karloftis. Yeah, I, I think seeing two quarterbacks in the top 10 is surprising. Um, How many I, quarterbacks went off the board total? Three. Three. And my, my over-under is two and a half, so um, that would have just eclipsed it. But, I, I, yeah, uh, I think if we see three quarterbacks uh, in the first round, it'd probably be the max. I don't think four quarterbacks go. And, um, I would, yeah. I would love to see the Packers not take a receiver, <laughs> and I would love to see the Chiefs in turn take a receiver, specifically someone like Christian Watson. Let's see Mahomes get someone six foot five. Yeah, <laughs> I love to see the Browns build a defense and not worry about offense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there anything that <laughs> stands out to you, TJ, on this this board that we did, or? Um, not pretty much. I mean, it's, some of these team needs I don't think is realistic, but I think they're gonna need it long term. Let's say that. Yeah. Mine was, uh, with complete respect to Wes, is I, I I didn't think that Sauce would go quite that high. But I guess as the momentum builds, then, yeah, if, if uh, Okuda could go off the board as high as he did, was it two years ago? Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, this was, my, this was my moment of truth that, God, Sauce might not even be remotely available to the Vikings. So, well done, sir. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Cody, what was yours, if you still got a visual in front of you? Uh, I don't, uh, but like yeah. I said, um, with the Vikings, if they can come away with any of Tremaine Johnson or Trent McDuffie or Jamison Williams, that is a huge win. Uh, a lot of people like to talk about, uh, what is it? Jordan Davis, mm-hmm. but I think he's a distant fourth or fifth option for me, uh, who I would like to see him with the chargers. I'd love to see the chiefs get one of the top receivers, I think it'd be funny for the Packers to not get a receiver, get like another defensive back. Uh, there's also a uh, safety. I'm sorry, I don't have it pulled up in front of me anymore. Um, the second ranked safety, uh, strong safety. That guy is a top 25 pick as well. Uh, Georgia definitely thought he should have gone in the draft. Is that Lewis? That? Lewis? Uh, no, I think it starts with a B. Oh, okay. Brisker. Yep, yeah. that guy definitely should. I I would not be surprised to see him go in the first twenty picks. Yeah, he's got another mm-hmm. sweet name, Jaquan Brisker. Yeah, we'll take I it. Like, I like them Georgia boys. West good. <laughs> yeah, Georgia. Yeah. They're they're really they're really uh, athletic, but seems like they need coaching up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey, but I mean, hey, they just won the they just won the championship. So what do I do? <laughs> yeah, Georgia won the defenses. Where yeah, y'all good together, but are y'all good individual? Yeah, yeah, that's why yep. I think I think a lot of teams go be hesitant against Georgia defensive players. It's like, all right, can you do that for me? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so I all got right. a question. Yeah, let's hear real it, quick before you get out. So. uh and obviously, you know, like we talked about before the show, I haven't, you know, delved into the draft in a whole lot. Um, maybe that's probably because I don't, you know, my team doesn't have a number one pick, but maybe not. We always talked about the quarterback class not being too stacked this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I, I, you know what? I just don't think it's that reason alone because last year, year before, I mean, I could rattle off 10 to 15 top prospects from all different positions that were well-known, well, well, you know, talked about, 
Um, and I haven't, maybe it's just, I'm not paying attention this year. Is this year just different? It's, it's different. You don't have the flashy names outside of maybe the wide receivers, but it's deep at corner. It's deep at edge, uh, deep at offensive tackle. Um, yeah, because even like a couple of years back with the wide receiver, because wide receiver is it, it, that's pretty good this year from what I've heard and saw on Twitter and things like that. But yeah, you, know, you take it back three years ago with Judy's class with with Lamb and and those guys, and that was supposed to be one of the more coveted wide receiver classes of all time. I mean, since then there's been two draft classes that there's been so many receivers that just keep going. I just didn't know if it was just because of the flashy names aren't there, or if it's just not that I'm paying attention, or if just the whole draft is kind of just doled down this year compared to yeah, previous years. I think there's so much cream at the top. Uh, I think Drake London, in my opinion, would be probably even Garrett Wilson as well, be above that Judy Lamb rugs class. But me personally, I don't have a quarterback above a third round value, but of course need and positional values on a push that up. Same with tight ends. I don't have anybody. If the Vikings right. take a tight end fourth round or above, I would be upset because they were not worthy of that. Yeah. Yeah, that is. I haven't even thought about that. That's that's an awesome observation, sir, because I just this all I do all day is look at this shit and I didn't even realize that there's not even a tight end that scratches any of this. That's bizarre. Yeah, Trey McBride is the best, but if we were to like somehow be able to give him his actual draft grade, it would probably be fifth round in a normal year. Wow. That's what we'll probably go in the third or higher. We didn't pick up no tight end. <laughs> that is one guy that I've been aware of. Never looked at him. Yeah. yeah. No running back this in the first round here. Yeah, uh, Kenneth Walker on uh, Michigan State. Yeah. One one linebacker, one interior linebacker went in the first round of this mock that we did. So yeah, it's almost a little a little non-traditional. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit different then. So oh, the, I will say that receiver and running back is like create a player mode. You want to go create a player and then see if he's in this year's rookie draft class. He'll be there. Any player, any player you want. You want a 250-pound running back, he's there. You want a six-foot-five receiver who's fast, he's there. I mean, it doesn't matter what you want. Well, there. You, be- you, you better tell Jason who that is because now his interest has peaked. I know. Well, we already got two of those guys. I was about to say, he got enough receivers in Denver. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, I'll gentlemen. Know, so He's going to be great. Special thanks to uh, TJ from uh, Ohio, Cleveland, joining us. And Cody, uh, we'd like to have you on more often. Whenever you want to hop on, you holler at us, sir. Yeah, I'm available anytime. All right. Me too. All right, wonderful. Uh, Jace, we'll be back next week. And then, Wes, I'll talk to you um, in about five minutes. Okay, sir? Sounds good. Hey, nice meeting you, TJ. You too. Nice seeing you again, Jason. Yeah, you as well. Have a good night, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.